Hey y'all, it's Angela the Blah Blah Blonde. Um, just wanted to uh talk to you about a few things. Um one is that uh you know I'm really, really blessed that um that I have the <clears throat> excuse me, that I have the the families that I have that have t- claimed me as their own. My uh, former in-laws still, all of my nieces and nephews still all call me aunt. They still include me in all their functions. And, um, which is, luckily I get along so well with my ex-husband's new wife. <laughs> She's awesome. So that works out really good because otherwise I probably wouldn't, um, you know, interfere. Um, but as someone who never thought that they would be an aunt, those moments are really special to me because, you know, I was an only child for a really long time. My stepbrother passed away before we were ever even old enough to think about kids. And my half-sister doesn't talk to me, but she's 14 years younger than me. So for a really long time, I didn't think I would ever be anybody's aunt. Um, so the fact that I am, and I got to see every single niece and nephew last weekend... And that never happens. Like, they're never always all there. So, it was just a really special moment for me. Um, and I don't really think that... Like... Sorry. I don't even think that they understand how important it is to me. Maybe they do. I don't know. But, I mean... Everyone miss Taylor. Everyone loves Taylor. And, of course, Daniel is their cousin, too. <clears throat> but, you know, still being a part of that is is just really, I mean, I can't really even put it into words. Because, like, every other branch of my family has fallen apart. But that one remains rock solid. And it's a big deal, you know, that I'm still included in that. And I'm very thankful for it. I'm... I don't know, I told y'all a couple of episodes ago that I wasn't going to cry anymore. <laughs> well, I guess that got shot out of the water, so sorry, but this weekend has been very emotional for me. Um, so, and then yesterday I got to go to a concert that I've been wanting to go to um, that I would have normally went to with both of my kids, or after Taylor was gone to, with Daniel, but he is otherwise engaged. Um, doing something that's way more important than a concert, and so, um, which I'm not really ready to talk about yet, and, um, uh, I didn't think I was going to get to go, then I thought I was going to go by myself, but I got to go with someone that really turned out to be a great day, and, uh, for both of us, actually, so that was cool, but, you know, I've heard, I think y'all have heard me talk about my friend Cameron, who passed away, that I met at a BFD concert, and we've just stayed friends all this whole time, and I haven't been to a concert yet since he's been gone, since he died, without him, because we always met again at the BFD concert, and we stayed in touch on Messenger and stuff like that throughout the year, but this was the first one without him, and um, I thought that I was going to be sad all day, but I really wasn't. I really had a great time, and I'm sad now. <laughs> So, I don't, maybe it's after effect, I don't know, but, but, um, because I spent two days in the sun, then I broke plans today with 
someone very special to me, one of my friends that I've reconnected with, and I feel bad, I feel horrible, because I don't break plans, but that, that sun just whipped my butt, I mean, I'm sunburned, and then I got sunburned on top of sunburn, and I mean, I slept for like uh, about 18 hours straight, <laughs> so if that tells you anything, um, but I don't break plans, I mean, everyone's time is valuable, and I don't, I, I just, I mean, I'm going to make it up to her, though, but I really just, you know, just kind of dropped the ball on that, but I mean, I was exhausted, that sun will wipe you out, and I'm not used to it, and I haven't been doing anything since I've been sick, so, yeah, they all sound like excuses to me, in any event, uh, I'm just going to make it up to her, and, and make sure she knows that I value her very much, um, so, uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is, there's a, you know, when you get clean, there's people, some people that think that, uh, that you don't want to hang out with them because they may still be in their addiction or whatever, and there's other people that don't want to hang out with you because you're not, so, I've been trying to branch out and make new friends, but it's kind of hard to do that without sounding pathetic or desperate or whatever, <laughs> or sound like I'm trying to hit on somebody or whatever when I'm really just trying to do new things. Um, so, you know, they call, there's, there's some people that get stuck in, in their addictive state of mind, but they're not using, you know, what they call the dry drunk or whatever. And so, like, you know, they're still angry and and aggressive or whatever without the drugs or alcohol. So, but, um, so it's just one of those deals, you know, that you got to kind of want to come out of your comfort zone. You got to come, want to, want to do different. And, you know... Um, it's funny because every time I talk to new people, like, okay, I'll give y'all an example. I'm applying for a grant and I've talked to a, a friend of my cousins who is going to help me get some prices together for, so I can get some swag. And so, um, I have to include the price list and stuff in my, in my grant application and so, anyways, the girl that is giving me the price list is, um, you know, we got to talking about the podcast and everything, and she was telling me about a little bit about herself and about her girlfriend, and you know, and and it just made me think that everybody has got stuff going on that is relatable. Like we're all struggling, and it makes me feel like this podcast is all that much, all more important than ever. Because I want people to know that they have a place where an avenue where they could come and, and you know, be heard on a bigger scale than what they're used to. Um, I know it's probably not enough for me to go, oh, I'm here for you. I'll listen to you. I mean, maybe it is some days. <laughs> but honestly, you know, really everyone's struggling. And so every time I hear stories of someone else, you know, my first thought is, is that, oh, you could help so many people. But really what people don't understand is how much this podcast helps me 
And I really feel like that if you, you know, everyone that's apprehensive or whatever, if you, if you, if you just come and talk to me or just come and talk, period, you can do it anonymously. I think I've told y'all that before, but, you know, it's such, it's such a, a cheap way to get therapy because every time I talk to y'all, I do feel better. I, I know I cry a lot, but I get it out. And, and if it reaches someone or touches someone or talks to someone that makes it relatable, then that's just the bonus part of it. So just a little food for thought, something that y'all should maybe consider. I'm always going to be the advocate to get you on my show because um, this is not just my podcast. This is our podcast. So anyways, I'll talk to you again soon. Love and be loved. Hey, y'all. It's seems with the blah, blah, blah. So in keeping with um, my conversation from earlier, um, <clears throat> I don't know now. So I had a good time at the concert, and every minute of it reminded me of Taylor. But I wasn't sad about it. So now I'm kind of sad about not being sad. Like, does that mean that I'm forgetting her? Does it mean that I don't miss her as much? I mean, I don't know what it means. But it makes me very uncomfortable because it feels like she's slipping away from me all over again. And I don't really know how to process that. <laughs> um, obviously, not well, you can tell, because I'm crying. But there's just so many things that are happening that she would be so proud of, you know? And... I don't know. I just, I guess I don't know how to process this. Really, honestly. Um, Everything makes me sad. (laughs) But then today, but then yesterday, I wasn't. And what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Maybe I held on to the sadness as a way of holding on to her whenever I can just hold on to the good memories. It's just really hard because I feel bad for being happy. I always have. I think they call that survivor's guilt or something, but, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, if I do something that I know she would have thought was cool, then I feel like shit because she should have been here to experience it. And she wasn't, and she didn't, and she won't ever, you know? And that's the part that really gets me messed up. <clears throat> because she should be. And she's not. And nor is she ever going to be. And I hate that. Like, I hate that. <sighs> but there's not anything I can do about that. I can't ever change it. I can't ever bring her back. Um, I guess I have to change the way I react to it. And maybe that's what this means. Maybe this is an evolution of how that's happening. I got to tell you, it's very uncomfortable. And, I mean, the sadness is where I reign. I know what that feels like. I'm I'm used to that. I'm not used to everything that comes along with being happy about it. And I'm not happy about it, but with rejoicing in her and the blessing of her and not relishing in the loss of her. 
I'm having that's the part I'm having a hard time with. Um, I guess this is the new cycle of how things are going to be. Me enjoying something and then feeling like shit about it. <laughs> that seems legit. That, that tracks. <laughs> That's just about my right. You know, it's a FML kind of moment. <laughs> I guess I'd need to figure out how to how to deal with that new part along with everything else. Um, but I think first. I'm just going to be sad for a minute because I miss my kid. And I'm never not going to. I mean, I know she would want me to be happy. She would probably want me to be sad a little bit because I know her. <laughs> and But she wouldn't want me to stay sad. Like I have been since she's been gone. She would have wanted me to go to that show. If it would have been reversed, she would have went, you know. And just remembered the good times or whatever. And I just hate that she's gone. More than anything. And nothing's ever going to change that. She would have loved being... At the graduation party. With everybody there. I mean everybody was there. <clears throat> she would have been really happy about where Daniel is. And she would have been really happy that I'm better. Because she never got to, she never had to be with a mom who wasn't a drug addict. Not ever, not her whole life. Daniel either, until now. And so I know she's proud of me. It just sucks. It's never gonna unsuck. Gosh, I can't believe I lied to y'all and said that I wasn't going to cry anymore in my podcast. Like, what did I, who, who was I kidding? What was I really thinking? Um, maybe I said I wasn't going to cry as much. I don't know. But <laughs> either way, here's the tears all running. Here they all come. Um, so I guess the lesson is that I do know how to live in the moment. It's just after the fact that I lose my shit. So, okay, that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. Anyways. Uh, that's all I really have for now. I love you all for listening. Take care of each other. Check on each other. Check on yourself. Take care of you first. And then take care of the others around you. It takes a village, y'all. But, you know... If you don't take care of yourself first, then none of that's going to ever matter. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Love and be loved. Hey, y'all. This is Angela, the blah, blah, blonde. Um, <clears throat> I kind of want to talk about, like, there's like a million and five things going through my head right now. 
So I'm going to try to pick just one or two and focus on that. I try to. Um, Y'all know I'm all over the map usually. And I don't know. I was just sitting here having a little pity party. (laughs) Wondering um, why it always seems like whenever you're down, everybody seems to kick you. But maybe it's not really that. Maybe it's more of a case of you're just hypersensitive because you're down already. I don't know which it is, but either way, it feels like shit. (laughs) And my son is actually doing something really great. Um, I'm not going to talk about it yet, but it just got me thinking that, you know, he got a chance to see me sober. He got the, he's getting a chance to have a sober and clean mom. And my daughter never had that chance. I never gave her that chance to do, to see what I could be, (laughs) which I'm not doing a very bang up job right about now. Um, no job, no, uh, no place to live, no prospects, no nothing, you know, still on probation, still having to report to the state more than I want to, still having all these issues in my head, and some days they're better, and some days they're just so much worse, it's like I don't even know if anything is even helping, I don't even know if any of this even matters, I just, I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know anything All I know is that because of my addiction, I took a lot of choices away from my kids. A lot of things that they shouldn't have had to worry about, they had to worry about. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I was always home. They always had food to eat. I always cooked. You know, I did all the mom stuff, but emotionally... Not so great. Conversationally, eh, you know, fly off the handle, yeah. I would get lost in some relationship and let that consume me. And then when it ended, let that consume me. And then I would just be down and, you know, like I didn't, I don't know if it would have been the same if I would have been cleaner and sober or not, but uh, codependency has never been lost on me, that's for sure. Not at all. My point is, is that I don't, I don't know if any of this is ever even going to help me. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's just so easy to get down again and just stay there. That's where I'm at right now. Like I know the, the medication is working, but it's not working enough. I don't know what to do to get more energy. I don't know what to do to get more motivated. I don't know what to do to make myself get my ass up and do something. Like gas is so expensive. I don't, you know, I mean, I can't just go do things or go visit or do... I don't know. It's just, it all sounds like excuses in my head. Even when I say them out loud, it sounds like excuses. And I'm so mad at myself because I feel this way. And I don't know if it's valid. I don't know if it's just part of it. I don't know if it's just, you know, where my biorhythms land or whatever the hell that means. I mean, I don't, I don't do the monthly thing anymore, but I'm sure my emotions still do. It sure seems like it, but this has been going on long enough. Like, I got sick, and once I got sick, 
then I I got down and and I've just stayed there and I don't know how to get out of that but I need to because I can't keep doing this I mean this is not living breathing in and out that's not living that's not a life it's just breathing in and out it doesn't matter and I need for it to matter I need for I need for this to be different. I need to show I need to keep keep going forward and not falling backwards. I need to just figure things out, but I don't know how. There's nothing in your toolbox about motivation. There's nothing in the toolbox about getting out of your own way, you know? And not that there's anybody really counting me in or counting me out, but I am, and I'm disappointing myself. And I don't know what to do about it. I'm just so overwhelmed with disappointment and sadness and ri ridiculous amounts of just blah, just meh. And all I want to do is not do that. Anyways, as always, thank you for listening. I love you all very much. Love and be loved.